Hello. Hi. Thanks for calling in. Let me do my intro for the listeners. This is a piece and you have just hit play to listen to another round of Ask the Black Woman podcast. You have now stepped into my lair, into my bedroom, perhaps, or maybe even my living room, the kitchen table, maybe the backyard barbecue. But you are now into a very sacred space where black women can be themselves where you can ask us any question, but you better be ready for a real answer. <laughs> and now today on the podcast, I have a guest. This is our first time being on Ask a Black Woman. I met her at the AT&T Shape Conference last month, and they had a networking um, se- section uh, where you can link up with people. And I had the privilege and the honor of meeting Miss Kendra McDonald. She's on the line. Everybody, Miss Kendra McDonald, say what's up to the people. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. And so, uh, how was your day today, girl? It was good. It was long, but it was relaxing. Um, just finished a shoot this past week. So, I'm very happy to be relaxing right now. Ah, so you chilling. Yes, I'm chilling. Oh, man. This is going to be conversational. Nothing is formal on Ask the Black Woman. If you had, if you listened to um, any of the um, prior episodes, um, I have some prepared questions, of course. But we just flow and we be ourselves on Ask the Black Woman because that's all we can do. Uh, I don't have a lot of pretense. So that's good. So are you able to share what you uh, were working on and now that you're relaxing, relaxing from? Yeah, so I was working on a web series um, with a group of women that have their own production company. Um, So I was just working on that um, for the week and just helping out any way that I can with the producing team. That's good stuff. The reason, of course, I had to um, see if I could insert that because what you do. Um, So if you want to give them a little bit of uh, background about what your profession and career is, um, she did just graduate with a master's in uh, field directing, right, from New York Film Academy last year. So that's huge. So give us a little bit more about what what your passion is and um, so they'll have an idea about these projects we're going to talk about a little later. Sure, sure. So I am a director producer. Um, I'm from New York. I live in L.A. and well, actually, I live both. Um, places back and forth so um, but yeah I'm just working on a couple of things right now with some friends some tv pilots some more web series uh, possibly a feature coming soon Um, so it's just nothing but great things happening good stuff to hear definitely want to dig into um, some of the things that you've been getting some accolades for uh, particularly um, your thesis film I think it's your second one called letters yes Tell us about Letters, because you just got, a, is this the one you got the International Independent Film Award for? I sure do. Let's, let's holler. Let's, let's put, put you on blast <laughs> up in here. Tell us about Letters, because I was look, hoping, to, hoping to find it on YouTube so I can get into it. I love to give a, a review and be like, yo, this is what it's about. But tell us about Letters. Sure. So it's about a 12-year-old girl named Brianna Taylor who writes an angry letter to God after watching her father kind of die in front of her. Um, And so she begins to write these letters, not expecting God to write back, but she's just writing them in anger. um, And then he actually does write back. That's, that's dope. (laughs) 
Now I don't know if you a believer, but when I saw that 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 um uh, synopsis, I was like, oh, this is dope. You know, mm-hmm. people go through tragedy and they may walk away from the faith or something like that. So God answers the letter. That's pretty dope. Is, is it possible for that to be viewed or something like that? So. Thank you for tuning in to Ask a Black Woman. We had a little technical issue, but we are resuming. You still with me, Kendra? I am. I'm here. My connection is full, so I apologize, but we're going to move. We're going to press on. <laughs> we was just talking about uh, letters and the letter to God. And uh, are you, Tell me about the inspiration for that. Where did that come from? So that actually came from my own experience and my cousin's experience. So we are very close with our dads Mm -hmm. and I was about eight when my dad passed away um I just the only thing I remember most was me calling 911 and then them coming to get him but he was like I don't want to leave and you know but they were like well we're not going to let you sit here in front of your own child and let her see this um so that's from so that's what I had to to witness and watch and then for my younger cousin she was about I'm going to say 10 uh, when my uncle passed away, which is her dad. And I just saw the toll that it took on her when she was that age. And then I saw and I know how I felt at that age. So it just it really came from that. Wow, that's that's lived through something like that. But then many years later to be able to come up with something in the art form that could be healing yes for people have you gotten any kind of um uh, perhaps for other people who've seen it so far yeah because i told her that i dedicated it to both of our dads um she was crying Hmm. she was appreciative of it um but she was crying and um some other and then i had to of course preview it for a graduation screening, um, which we had at Warner Brothers. And um, I just had a lot of people come up to me after and basically say, like, it was so touching. Like, I was crying. I had tissues. Like, it was just so amazing. And we really enjoyed your film. That's great to make a body of work, but to go beyond getting through an assignment for, you know, the curriculum. but and, And getting past, you know, making something just because you you're trying to bring yourself but more over something that is a service um to people at large i think that's kind of um the biggest service we can do as artists and creators is making something that um extends beyond ourselves and what we get out of it so that's beautiful yes yeah. um hmm tell me about church girl i got to hear about this church girl this web series now is this another is this a creation born out of you or was this yes. a collaborative effort of- no so i decided to come up with a new web series called church girl which i've already written the first episode for um mm-hmm. i'm going to be continuing to write the next couple episodes mm-hmm. so basically that just stemmed from me being around a lot of women uh, walking by faith you know trusting god and we you know, and, and I also do small group meetings with my church on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. And so just hearing how everyone is pretty much in the same boat with how they feel about things or the things that they want or they're asking God for. And it just really inspired me to be like, you know what? I don't see 
like a lot of this on TV now where or a lot of web series now where, you know, the focus is on the women perspective and how hard it is for us to, you know, live in a world that where not everyone is following, you know, God or doing right or, you know, things like that. So that's where it just really stemmed from. Wow, that resonates with me a lot. It really, really does that you would make something like that because it you you've probably seen it, and I don't know about you, but it really it irks the mess out of me when um there is any kind of content um with church. It's always uh, a lot of mockery, yes. particularly like you know you'll see the book the the videos that get go viral um of people shouting um that sort of thing and that's always funny for a lot of people that's like a butt of the butt of jokes or even the kind where people are taking uh videos of people during service if someone is shouting or deliverance laying of hands or speaking of tongues all those things that should be considered a sacred moment so why are you even videoing it but the fact they'll take it and then probably overlay it with some other kind of song or movie or or with laughs, et cetera. And it's just always painful and downright disrespectful when I see it. And so rarely is there a, a focus. Because even if it, if people do use, I'm going to say the cover up <laughs> or the <laughs> facade of, you know, being a woman of faith, there's always some salaciousness behind that person which is the reason why they're even following them to begin with is never to show the walk behind and and the realness of it all you know the balance and the layers it is to being a woman of faith exactly so wow i i got to see this i got to see this yes yes (laughs) i'm loving that one now i did see that you had mentioned the friend zone now i saw you were second ad did you have any hands on writing that or anything like that no so i was actually um the associate producer and second ad um and also photographer for that shoot um Mm. that was it's a cool web series actually the women that wrote and directed and also produced um alongside me the web series actually i met through church listen so we got so this is this is good stuff to hear about i i go to faithful center and i remember a while back uh, when my bishop preached on the seven mountains and he talked about um the the mountains of influence if you will so you know no matter what where uh what your career is where your gifting is there's a mountain for it um, for uh, believers to be influencers and dominate in that sector whether it's education or science or media and um to 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 you know because i think you're probably familiar with um divine franklin oh of course right on (laughs) you so you read his books too so i mean that was my first introduction to seeing someone particularly around my age but also like for real for real steeped in the belief and 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 putting belief and faith and action and listen yes girl joy bells ringing all day like all day long here (laughs) so that that's wonderful that again you can mention and say nah these are women i met at church they're producing they're making material i'm loving it love love loving it um now because it's ask a black woman um uh, i'm curious though and it doesn't you know take away from uh the the, the validity uh, of the content or anything like that is there ever um an intention to uh make sure that you have black women 
like uh, either on screen or maybe in um, on your team, you know, that's that you're producing with? Yes. Yeah, so I my whole cast is African-American okay. um, for my show Letters. And I would say the mm-hmm. show that I also, you know, help produce, which is Friend Zone, that is a predominantly black cast as well. Um, and crew wise as well um, is black too so I definitely try mm. to you know incorporate more women of, women of color um, and men too um, but mm-hmm. yeah definitely try to get more women of color on set um, just because I feel like that's something that's not seen a lot um, mm-hmm. and I feel like if it is seen it's kind of it's a shock for me which it's a good shock because I love seeing it um, so I definitely try to incorporate more you know women of color on my sets you know on the screen as well because there is more talent out there mm-hmm. you know i as i listen to that i love the fact that that's intentional and maybe i'll you could give me some insight um as well because after all you just graduated from with the masters um from nyfa and in in los angeles that's a big deal you know this is you know, it's still Hollywood, and you right. know, Hollywood and what that comprised of. And so um, I'm bringing that up because um, I'm finishing up um, a sketch comedy writing class um, this month. We actually have a showcase on August 1st. I am not a comedian, not a sketch, but I took it to exercise some muscles and to finish up my own one woman show. Um, but I'm one out of two black women in the entire cl- cat class, excuse me. And so... Um, what happened throughout the uh, the class, um, you notice, you know, certain characters, you can see the people who are real diligent, who are passionate about what they do. And there was one particular woman in the class that really stood out who would, in, in, in most instances would be deemed an overachiever. Achiever. And you could tell there was a little bit of hesitation about her because they're like, she always has more to say, always has a question. But because of where I am in my life, I'm like, no, that's the person you want to write with, especially since this isn't even my thing, so to speak. I want to grow and get the most I want out of this class. So that's the woman I want to connect with. She happened to be white. And um, I I love working with her. She pulls some things out of me, woo-woo, but it makes me think about um, the whole thing about working with uh, people that are not black and um, I'm going to say the perception because I really to some degree I don't care right. what people think <laughs> um, but um, because I feel like knowledge has no color someone went, got down on me online because I made a post I'll talk about that later um, when I was just pointing out the fact about Kylie Jenner and all this kind of stuff and they really thought I was upholding her um, to make my point and it really wasn't but somewhere along the comments I told him I said listen knowledge and money they really like I don't I can learn anything from anyone Uh, but have you ever felt like or if you've ever really connected with people who were not black in your creative process in your learning while you pursuing this higher education in this particular field have you ever felt some kind of way about that being a necessity, you know, as much as because it seems like you're intentional about the color aspect in other ways, or do you just feel like, you know, what I'm going to get through and get the knowledge? How do you feel about that in this industry? Um, I mean, like you said, knowledge, you know, 
whatever you can get from it, like that's what I try to focus on. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I will say that I learned from Devon's book is that he made a, a, a comment in there and he said, you know, even though you may be walking by faith, um, take the knowledge that someone else has given you, even if they're not in the same faith as you. Mm-hmm. And so it just really stood out to me like, you know what, he's absolutely right. You know, we can't be so oh, well, they're not black or they're not this. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, knowledge is knowledge. And, yes, it is. you know, you got to take it where you can get it. And if someone's willing to teach you and to show you something, whether they're the same skin color as you or the same gender as you, it, to me, doesn't matter. It's just the blessing that they're actually extending themselves to actually do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's refreshing because, um, People, uh, when I had the started the Ask a Black Woman, the actual series, when I was just walking up to strangers on the street and saying, you want to ask me a question? People um, were like offended that it wasn't already what we're doing right now. Whereas the intention was, yeah, on the podcast, I specifically want to highlight um, guests that are black, et cetera. But the street series itself was all about non-black people asking me a question. Like, what goes on in their mind that they really want to ask me? That right. kind of thing. So people were taken aback by that. I'm like, <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I was like, listen, like, especially because uh, I started and that's when all the, the crazy, crazy stuff was still happening because of Trump coming into order. And it was just like, I think the the hate, 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 hatred acts were like 2000. And people were just acting really ridiculous. And I said, you know, whatever part that my artistry can play in reconciliation if it means that I can go up to a total stranger in Grand Park in Los Angeles that might be white and pick their bone a bit and let them ask whatever question comes to mind and that breaks down a barrier if nothing else it lets me see them in their humanity and vice versa then so be it so it doesn't mean that I don't think having a conversation with black people is important it's just my lane at this moment. You know what I'm saying? And so you're right. Uh, anybody that's willing to part knowledge in whatever package it is, I'm down for it. Yes. And I lo- I didn't learn so much from girls, to be honest. Me, her, and another woman. I'm the only black woman uh, in this, this new cohort <laughs> that's <laughs> not this class. And they want me to bring in another friend, to be honest, so that we can continue to write some more we want to keep this momentum and produce some stuff ourselves and so it'll be interesting uh you know for people to see Shanira as pro-black as you are with your ask about women uh podcast <laughs> but you know what I think I, uh, being pro-black doesn't mean that uh other people are inferior that's the exactly. problem right so because otherwise I think that's the same mentality about the whole black supremacist thing and I'm, I mean the white supremacist thing I can be um big in my own mind without having to make someone else less than absolutely exactly. not because I mean if you believe that we're all creating the image of God now if you want to think that other people are not then that's where the fault lies so exactly I ain't got time for that <laughs> Timothy girl <laughs> I tell you what I do want to um, um, uh, branch off into, and this wasn't up until 15 minutes ago. This was not a part of my questionnaire, but because um, my brother would not let me go as I was driving an hour in traffic from the day job, um, he was just going deep 
and asking me questions. And so I'm going to ask you the same question. Okay. And see what your answer is. So, so he said, Shanair, tell me what the difference is between a strong woman and a strong black woman. Mm. Whatever comes to mind, how do you define that? Because I have my, my whole thesis since he put me on the spot, but I'm curious to see what you think that is, if there's a difference at all. Um, I don't, I mean, I guess the only slight difference would be just with a strong black woman is that we have to take on a lot more, you know, things that we shouldn't have to take on um, when it comes to how we're portrayed or how we're looked at, whether it's in, you know, entertainment or in the news and, and things like that. But being a strong woman in general, I feel like that's for us, we're just able to take on a lot of the load, whether that's being a single mother or, you know, having to work about four or five jobs just to make ends meet. I think that's, for me, that's what being a strong woman is. It's being able to take in a lot of things that you may not necessarily want to do, but you know, you have to do it. Now, do you think the adjective strong is necessary to add on to either of them? You know, because I feel just in my own definition, this is where I was kind of going with it, but you can let me know where you stand with it. I just thought about just if we're going to talk woman, right. women do the do the things that are necessary to make things work. Right. And so women, the term woman means the maturity is there and the strength is there. So I actually told my brothers, I don't think the word strong even needs to be attached to the to an actual woman in that I think when they throw the strong thing on there a lot of times I'll be like I feel that men put that on there Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's their intimidation because they see a woman that's not easily impressed for whatever it is that they do or they're approaching with them Um, or if, if it's not coming from a man throwing it on them it may be a woman putting it on as a facade too that's how she uh, projects herself out there I'm not just a woman I'm a strong woman because this is the way I want you to see me I need you to bow down in order to make me feel even more exalted because there's some kind of missing part in me so I was like I don't need the adjective right woman is powerful all by herself that is very true that's what I came with it but it's (laughs) interesting I was like okay okay young sir Girl, that kept me on the phone the whole hour. <laughs> I said, I must get off the phone. I talk for a living, for one. I said, I got to breathe, get some water, and be ready for my podcast. <laughs> I don't have time for these questions. Listen. So, so that was that was for my brother. I'm going to keep that keep that in the pocket there. Now, I got to gotta ask you. I got to ask you. Let's talk <laughs> about the Kylie Jenner uh, post about her being a, almost a billionaire uh, by the age of 21 along with the uh, claim of her being self-made in Forbes. Uh, first thoughts, uh, if you had any, were you bothered or unbothered by any of it? The fact that she was heralded for um, uh, having that, um, that net worth attached to her. Talk about it from a black woman, a young black woman. <laughs> I honestly was unbothered. Um, I don't... You know, Wait, I got the... You hear me snapping my fingers in the background? I sure do. You hear me snapping... I thought I was alone in this. <laughs> Go. I'm not sure if you saw my meme I made, my Escobar meme about it. 
on Instagram, girl. It's like one of the last few ones I did in a couple of days. But it was my response to it. But keep going. You said unbothered. <laughs> that show that was your, your checkbox. Yeah, I'm unbothered because I don't care. Like it's just I don't understand why the concern. I don't know what the hype is. Maybe it's probably because of the name itself. You know, Kardashian mm-hmm. and stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she's self-made. Okay, good for you. Like I'm not. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. You know, I don't feel like people should feel any type of way like, oh, well, it's only because of this or, you know, because I've seen mm-hmm. some, you know, articles written about, you know, people are like, oh, well, it's because of your sister. It's because of it. it. It really does not matter. Um, She's doing it and she's already made it. So I don't understand what the concern is. Plenty concern. You got your militant <laughs> folk all over the web. I, I woke up to I'm a part of a, a Facebook group. Uh, my sister is making millions. Um, she's a creative herself. And I learned so much, not just from her, the, the knowledge that she imparts on us in the group, but because of, um, what should I say, the atmosphere in the group where the exchange is always on up and up. It's always very um, uh, corrective and, and creative. It's just a good place to be online. It really is. So um, when they shared the article in there, I was very surprised that this millionaire black woman um, actually took the time to make the post and said, uh, wakes up, sees people um, applauding Kylie Jenner for being self-made, deletes friends. I thought, I said, oh my God. Mm. You know, this might be extreme. You may disagree with it. But you know, when I heard people talking about there were a few handful of brave souls that said they actually voted for Trump. Oh. I I was unbothered. Now, you got people that were like when, when okay, even the celebrities, you know, Mary Mary, uh, one of the girls in Mary Mary, was it Tina? I got online, said she supported him. I believe so. And, and I think because as far as Christian goals go, I thought that was way off base. But here's my point. Her ancestors... <laughs> Toiled in the same dirt that mine did back in slavery days. That woman got the right to vote for anybody she want to. Exactly. I am not going to tear down another sister for voting, whoever she voted for. Exactly. So I'm unbothered. I'm not unfriending nobody because they voted for, and I'm not going to unfriend nobody just because they saw any kind of value in a 20 year old woman being a billionaire, however she got there. Exactly. But I was so appalled. I said, wow, did she really get in the Facebook group? To say that mm-hmm. unfriending, because here's the thing: that's the one white billionaire, twenty one year, twenty one years old, that we know. The only reason that Forbes would even put it in there is because it's a Kardashian. Exactly. She's not the only non-black billionaire. Exactly. <laughs> on the planet. Exactly. Why, I'm unbothered by it all, and nobody wrote to the Shanera Fund for it. So, <laughs> girl, they was going completely ham. So I made this meme and it said something like the bigger issue is it took Oprah almost to the age of 64 to make that kind of money. What took her to 21 to get. Now, people saw that and assumed that I was belittling Mama O and upholding Kylie. Mm. And they, oh, they, girl, they tried to rip, rip me a new one. Yes, they did. 
um gave me all I was like they was like her mom uh, Oprah has a is a big caliber of a woman blah 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 and I said that's not the point my point is the caliber of woman that we got to examine the why and the how the caliber of woman that she is took that long to get I'm trying to get more Oprahs while we only got one Oprah exactly I just want us to get to a place where we can offer our t- if if Callie got a billion dollars given to her if that's what really happened and she's not really self-made, okay, then how do we get to a place where we can give our 21-year-olds a billion-dollar start? That's the bigger picture, people. That is. And then someone, girl, I, this is why, as much as I love to create and make memes and stuff, I have fell off with the post. Do you know um, who Gary V is? I sure do. Speaking of, <laughs> uh, wait, non-black people to get knowledge from. Girl, <laughs> I read a couple of his books over Christmas break, hit the ground running, implementing all his social media tactics, was working like charms. But do you know what made me back up a million? It was um, because of stuff like this. I make a meme, thought provoking, and then he wants, when, he, when, when you do what Gary tells you to do, is so that you can have the interaction, but because you have to be prepared for the other side of the interaction, the negativity and the online debating, which takes away from time for me to create because people love to argue online. It That's was, true. This girl literally was telling me today this morning um, because I told her, I said, uh, I, when I told you the, I, the the same thing I told you about the uh, I, I want us to be in a position where we have we're able to give our 21 year olds a billion dollars. She said, is giving our 21 year olds a billion dollars even a goal? Mm. I said, why not? We have enough generational poverty within our race as it is. What are you talking about? Right. Uh, I said, have you not seen the numbers? The data is there. Clearly, the network of uh, of white people in general in America is in the plus. It's way over. And we are at a deficit overall. So forget all the ones who are doing well for themselves. If we take their network that's plus and the majority of black people in America and we add all together, we are still negative. Yes, it should be a goal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be able to be in a position to have our 20 year old yells. I said, because, because guess what? Money is not the root of all evil. A billion dollars in the right hands can literally change the world. That is true. So if, so if you are righteous yourself, why not, why not have a billion dollars in the hand of the righteous? Exactly. Girl, I couldn't, I could not even, I had to, even as I was transparent about it, cause she told me, she says, why would you, uh, I said, I'm here to break the generational curse of poverty in my family. I went on to be transparent about, I said, listen, nobody gave me a billion, a million, a thousand. <laughs> I said, so me and my peers, almost, most of my peers in, in undergrad, we all started out having to take out loans. I said, no. so when we come out of school, we already in the negative. Exactly. Every generation is starting over from scratch. That's all. That's that's possibly cyclical poverty if you don't make a certain amount of money to begin with. So what are you talking about? I said, coupled with the fact that we're not even given the same amount of financial literacy from birth. The one thing, and I'm not sure if you've you've noticed it too, I had never seen been up close in front with the Jewish community at this level until I moved to LA three years ago. I'm from Chicago. Okay. 
but clearly it's it's their town and I got to sing in a lot of their temples because um one of the choirs I was in at church we got to be exposed to and that whole way of living is totally different right they great they having the money talks they telling you how to say how to be a philanthropic all that kind of stuff from as kids so I said if you start out in the in debt and then you don't even teach we got to stumble and find our way through our 20s with financial literacy like I did that's poverty boo boo that I, I said just like my savior did girl he he would call a thing a thing he was like that's a demon now let's cast it out so she was she thought I was out of line by calling it generational poverty I said let me get off this bag on phone <laughs> I have no I have no time I have no time for it all <laughs> Oh, girl, we are sipping the same tea, girl. I was unbothered, too. Yeah. So they, they dragged me down into the muck and the miry clay. How? <laughs> so, but that that's all I really wanted to get into from my perspective. I wanted to make sure I had um, lifted up your accomplishments of what you had and make that the top of it. Um, but as we kind of like narrow in and bring it, bring it in or whatever, I definitely wanted to take the time for people to get to know um, you just a little bit of a snapshot of you as a person. Now that we've given them you as the creator um, for some of your achievements, what is most important to Kendra? What's most important to me is faith. You know, as I get older, I rely on my faith every single day so much more than I probably would have back when I was younger. So, Faith and walking with Christ is is very important to me and also making sure that I keep the right people around me. That's what's most important because the wrong people around you can really damage you and can really send you down the wrong path. But the right people around you can really build you up and strengthen you and and connect you with, you know, people or just lift you up in any way possible that they can just because they want to see you win. So that's really what's important for me. Faith. That's that's good. And girl, we need it here. We need it here. Earth, but if in yes. this town, in this town. And it's so refreshing because you know, I I I um I, I know other young black um uh, filmmakers who are also believers and I hope you know, I don't know how big or small that circle is, but there is a sister uh, named Nicole Thompson. She has locks. Have you maybe um, met her or something like that? I haven't. I hope I'm going to throw it out there. I hope y'all do. She, Y'all have the same vibe and the same um, energy as far as and conviction, too. Right. Of that kind of thing. And so I think that's just a wonderful thing. And so I'm um, um, before I ask my next question, I just want to make sure I. I throw that out there. Any kind of project that you have, now it, when you, this is not your only time to be on the show. I definitely want to bring it back. It doesn't have to be as long an interview, but whatever it is, like keep me posted. So and of course, support whatever it is. So um, here's the other thing. So not to stay on the accomplishments or what the technical stuff that you do, um, but because I think this part lends itself to who you are as a person and what you were created to do. But um, since you, because I looked at your resume, um, there are a few things that you do and you probably do them very well. Um, but in terms of purpose and so on, which would you say that you love and why do you love to do it? The aspects of 
you know, your craft? Um, are you talking about as far as like directing or producing? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I like, I don't, I like them both equally. There's one right now that's not more, well, clearly I do more producing than I do directing, but I mm-hmm. want ultimately direct, of course. Um, I just like the one-on-ones that I have with, you know, the actors. I love the fact that, you know, I can, you know, sit with them and really see how they come, you know, see their transgressions, you know, see how they progress from the first, you know, first day of, you know, going over the script to the last day of filming. Um, I just like to see it all come to life. And so that's what I enjoy most about directing, but Right now, I wouldn't really, I don't know. There's not one more than the other. I just, I like doing both. That's like the the people say you have two children. They might be different, but you can't choose a favorite. They're good in their own place. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, um, hmm. in in the next five, I'm going to say five years. That's a nice round number. In the next five years, um, whether it's um, in your craft or um, outside of you, I feel like the whole totality of what you do. Remember, in the earlier part of our conversation, I was saying how um, it's good to make sure that what you do and what you create is of a service outside of yourself. Because a lot of times when you're writing from a personal place, girl, that's some therapy for you, which right. is cool. Um, but outside of serving people through um, your um, your talent and what you went to school for, um, is there something that you do outside uh, of it that has nothing to do uh, with the uh, creative side that you serve and that you, if when you get to a starting place five years out, maybe, and your platform is perhaps larger uh, that you would want to parlay and make sure that your voice for a certain thing. Um, I don't, I, I think I'm pretty much the creative type. So if I'm not doing any type of film directing or producing, I would love to do something with marketing um, and just bringing more awareness to brands that are not out there or helping other people put their brands on the market and really just get their themselves known and recognized. Um, I don't know. I'm just the creative type. I can't see myself, you know, doing anything outside of that. I've done it. I've done things that are on the outside of the whole entertainment tree like accounting and stuff and it's it's a totally, oh, yeah it's a totally different world so that's what I went to school because <laughs> yes right your bachelor's was in um business admin right so you probably have to take those intro courses oh yeah <laughs> just so girl but I'm the fool that went all the way with it finance <laughs> and accounting and it was not for me. So even now people be like, well, why, if you want to make some more money, why don't you go back to that girl? You couldn't pay me literally to go back to it. Exactly. Board stiff. I have no heart for it. Right. So I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, but I was thinking more along the terms of, and this is probably something that people do as a PR move when they get to a certain status. But then there are some of us who uh, have, have that are already passionate about certain causes right down at this level uh, while we're not as famous as we might be. And not famous just for famous sake, but just because the more you work at something and you work in excellence, you people take notice and you take off. That's what normally happens. Right. And so when you get to a certain status, it may be like, oh, I, you know, I've always had a passion to work with deaf children. And so um, they really, really need these sorts of things. And so then you'll get people all on, on your cause. 
is there anything else outside of creative that like riches at your heart God puts on your heart and says you oh like I always the people will say you know the thing that upsets you the most oh or yes. really tugs at your screen well yeah is there something that you currently work that work out now when you have time to um, that you would promote what, is, what would that not be right now but in the past um what I've done for I want to say anywhere between five to ten years I've done it um I love kids so I've volunteered, you know, with organizations, um, especially with kids who live in shelters um, or group homes. And I've, you know, worked with a, another, a, a bunch of group, sorry, a group of volunteers and taking them to the library, taking them out to eat, taking them to the park, which is things that you may think hmm. are like so simple, like they should be going there anyway. But a lot of them don't have those chances to do that. And so I just, yeah, whatever I can do to help kids in any way, like I just, I hate hearing stories about, you know, children being abused in the homes or abused even if they're not in the homes. Or I don't mm-hmm. like hearing stories about young children being bullied or, you know, I just, it really hurts and it gets to the core of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really want to focus on something like that later on where I can get back into volunteering and hopefully that'll progress into something bigger that I can do to really help more children. Absolutely. Well, we're going to be looking for that because I think, especially as I call as the King's daughters, that's right. What, you know, I favor, um, in, in certain arenas when we're in these mountains, as Bishop would say, we don't get to the uh, mountain without having a plan in place to, to be able to serve. And so, um, I'll be looking forward to it, girl. We'll get to a place <laughs> where we accept an award on behalf of this cause. Okay. And you listen and y'all can send y'all donations over here. <laughs> and I and I thank God and I was just telling somebody this the other day I said man I remember when um when I wanted to be famous like famous just for fame's sake like what people chase on the gram so to speak mm-hmm. um back at my 20s and um I said now I can say I'm thankful that the Lord would not allow me to have attained any of that at that young age because my mind and my heart was not in the right place exactly. to be able to handle that. Yes. And it would have totally been about self. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. And so I'm like, Lord, now now I you know, I'm ready for service in that aspect. You put me in the right platform. I'll redirect it. And I, I I completely feel the same way. I just was sitting, you know, in my prayer time and I was just saying the other day, I was like, thank you that you did not bring the things that I wanted way back when, because if you did, Mm -hmm. my mind would be like, I would have destroyed or I would have completely missed the whole purpose behind you bringing it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I feel like you have to be at a certain level where he wants you to be, to receive it maturely or, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Just to be able to appreciate what he is bringing you and why he's bringing it to you. And Mm -hmm. so I was just like, yeah, I was like, mm. thank you for just not bringing it early because I would have messed the whole thing up. Totally jacked it up. Totally. And, you know, depending on, you know, the, on the longevity of it, right? Because your notoriety could have a timeline to it. Exactly. When I think about artists, um, I was just looking at um, 
back in my hometown, Chicago, there was some kind of uh, uh, throwback R&B concert they just had. So they brought out like, uh, I want to but that was a moment where Tank was like, like, okay, like a Tank was like, oh, I'm going to see Tank for us. And right. then they are Ashanti performed. Yeah. And I remember when Ashanti was huge. I was never an Ashanti fan. And one of you follow Kev on stage, who's a, a clean comic. He is hilarious. And I watched, listen, I tell you, Saturday, I was up early getting ready for a photo shoot. And I look, I was playing Kev's YouTube videos back to back to back. And one of his videos had was like 10 singers who cannot really sing. And he talked about Ashanti. You probably heard the joke about how she says, oh, baby, like a thousand times. Like, who thought that that was a song? Right. So so anyway, but I think about how uh, an Ashanti or even like Drew Hill, they were huge back in my younger days. Huge, huge, huge. But that window has passed. That, That window has passed. And so while they could do throwback, concerts for old heads like me so to speak the window where they could have really 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 like did some life changing work if they happen to be a believer or something it just it was all for naught in that in that instance it was just oh we made we sold a million records we made a lot of money and I may or may not be still good financially and that's cool but that's not kingdom minded though you know what I mean you're right and to think I at one point I envied that and wanted to, man, why am I not up there getting the you know, the Shanti fame and child? No, nope. <laughs> that, that, that ain't kingdom. That ain't kingdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel you, girl. Well, that concludes, girl. We actually went 10 minutes over. I try not to be long-winded, but when good conversation is there, hey, I it will happens. extend. Exactly. It does. <laughs> I'm so grateful to have you uh, as a guest on our show and final question, final question, because yes. when I do the edit for this, I want to, um, I'll be uh, adding songs to the beginning and to the end. So is there a favorite song, two songs that you can think of? If you know it right now, you can say it or you could just text it to me and that'll be uh, what's on the podcast. Oh, man. Two songs that I like right now. Um, shoot. I like. I like the new Cardi B song. I like it. <laughs> you know what? That's a guilty pleasure of mine yes. too. She <laughs> got like me that. on that one. Okay, then I'll if you want me to, that will be that. We'll start um, off with that. Yeah, and then there's another one that I like. Um, it's by God's Property. Um, God's Property still is it an old school? About to say they still make a new music. I think it's. I'm not sure, but it's the song called um, Satisfied satisfied i need to look well i look up satisfied and that's what it'll be boom yes. we're gonna be we layered uh <laughs> church girls are layered exactly we'll listen to i like it and then we'll we'll cap it off with some god's property up in here amen yeah. all right amen hugs to you sis and enjoy the rest of your evening thank you for having me i appreciate it it was my pleasure honey yes good night good night